Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Suttala. And I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Thank you everyone so much for joining us. And my apologies in advance if I pixelate and phase in and out of this reality, but for some reason my uh, camera equipment is giving me crap today. Uh, so we'll hopefully we'll cooperate a little bit with us. But Casey, good morning. How did, how did you weather the storm last night? I know your power went out. Oh, it's, yeah. Obviously it must be working now. Yeah, the power is back on though. So it was funny, um, speaking of like, uh, you know, our, our thoughts creating a reality and all that. I, I said multiple times, I think even to Hank, because um, I was going to bed, the power was still out. Um, it was getting hotter and hotter because I'm on like a top floor of the condo complex and it was warm outside and I don't like the heat at all. I don't do well in it. And um, Hank was like, you know, if you need a, a, a charger to like to charge your phone for things tomorrow, then I have this little thing you can borrow. And I was like, you know what? No, I have enough battery be until before I go to bed. And I, I said this multiple times, I'm going to go to bed and then about an hour after I lay down, I'm going to be woken up by like the of just everything turning back on. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, I'm laying in bed. I don't know how much time had gone by, but I've been laying there for a little while, just kind of like thinking, doing my meditation and stuff. And then sure enough, everything just came back on. And I was like, yes, we got AC for the night. So, um, yeah. Yeah. One thing from yesterday that Casey was talking about that I think is really a, a good thing just to bring into everyone's awareness is, and I gave him crap for it, but I was just joking. But he, he was saying like how when the electricity goes out, just for a moment, like uh, it's almost as though heavy metal was being played in the background all day that you had just gotten used to. And now once the music stops playing, it's like the sense of peace and calm and just like the, the shift in the electromagnetic frequencies, especially for the empaths who are very sensitive, like that just peace that comes with the power outage, you know, um, it maybe is, you can speak it, a little bit more to it. No, yeah, to me, uh, well, it's like you almost don't notice it because you're in it um, all day. And um, like, I know, like I was at um, uh, my parents' cabin in Southern Ohio with a cousin of mine and we had been cooking. So we had an overhead, um, uh, like the fan on, the ventilation fan over the stove. And it's kind of like loud and obnoxious, but it's also just sort of a background noise thing. And uh, we were cooking and we kind of forgot about it. And we were sitting around and like talking, hanging out. And um, and then he gets up and he was doing something and he just kind of like, oh, this is on and hit it. And both of us just looked at each other like, wow, it just got 10 times more peaceful in here. Like I didn't even realize it was on, but then when it was off, we were like, oh, it's so much more calm. Um, and a similar thing happens when whenever the power goes out. It doesn't happen all that often around here, but um, when it does, there's as soon as it goes out, it's just almost like this, um, like someone just popped a balloon or something. This just like pressure just releases, and it's oh, everything's just calm and quiet. <laughs> and it's you don't realize that all of that energetic noise is there all the time. But I mean the the uh, the electrical lines running through your wall or computers, the lights, the, you know, everything um, puts out an electromagnetic uh, um, field. And, and those of us who are sensitive pick up on that and can feel that. And, um, you know, it's not 100% the most pleasant thing all of the time, <laughs> but we get used to it and we kind of uh, learn to ignore it. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why so many of us who are really energy sensitive uh, all really 
really love our time in nature, in the forest, um, at the you know at the beach, in the desert, wherever it is. Um, we really love uh, spending time in nature because we're for the most part away from the majority of that electromagnetic um, interference that we normally experience. It's just so um, so much more peaceful. So I know myself if I don't get away to the forest at least a couple of times a week, then um, <laughs> I start to get a little more stir crazy. <laughs> yeah. And another benefit for any of those, well, for one, uh, we have a couple of people just saying good morning. Good morning, Sue. So glad that you could join us. <laughs> and Aluna was also offering that she was meditating when the power went out and it was so quiet until Mother Nature began singing thunder, wind, uh, wind cats and dogs. Like really the storm, uh, it was like as soon as we had gotten home, we got home just as the wind was starting to pick up. And it's like we scrambled and got everything away. And then we just kind of watched how these trees did like this amazing dance in the wind. And uh, just like the grass that's a little bit longer, you can just see it like rippling through the grass. Like all these amazing magical moments that, you know, if you were inside watching TV, you'd miss. You know, so shout for the nature events. It's really great. And if the power does go out and it happens to be clear skies, I remember when we had... Years ago, this is probably dating me, but there was um, a time when like part of the grid went out in the country and we didn't have yeah. power for a couple of days. I know, and, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and at the time I worked at a hardware store and we were selling generators like mad. Uh, it was crazy, but anyway, uh, but going out and being able to look up at the sky and actually seeing like without any light pollution, like the cosmos, like seeing the Milky Way and seeing, well, I don't know if, I don't remember if you could see the Milky Way, honestly, but the potential would have been there. But just like the richness of how many sparks of light you see out in the universe. It is amazing. I've seen pictures of um, uh, where they've, I think, taken pictures from, I don't know if it was like the space station or something like that. Um, anyway, but and then they transpose these pictures of what space looks like over um, like certain cities, for example, like Los Angeles or like New York or whatever, and like someone taking a picture up at the sky, and then they put like what the stars actually look like if we didn't have any uh, um, light pollution at night, and it is mind blowing. And, and I'll never forget. So I, I've, I've for my whole life I've been gone camping, and um, you know, like we, my family has a cottage up on Pelee Island where there's much less light pollution and things like that. So I've seen much more spectacular stars than people have seen in the city. But the first time I went on my first actual backpacking excursion was out in the desert, um, and this is backcountry. I'm talking there is not another human being or car or building or anything around for miles and miles and miles. And um, it was our first night getting out there. I had hiked all day, further than I'd ever hiked before. And uh, I was just beat and I laid down, I was in the tent and I'm just like, and it's, it goes from like really, really hot all day to just like freezing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not leaving <laughs> this tent. And then my cousin, she's like, I'm gonna go check out the stars. I'm like, yeah, you do whatever you wanna do. And he's like, Casey, you need to come out here and look at this. And I said, I mean, yeah, I know I've seen the stars before. I've seen them without, you know, like in the forest and stuff. I know they're beautiful. He's like, no, man, come out here and look at this. So I step out and I look up and I just, my jaw just dropped. I was, oh my God. It really was almost like a psychedelic kind of experience to just look up at the sky and see what the stars look like without all of that light pollution. It is so incredibly powerfully beautiful. And it's so simple, you know, there are points of light um, but uh, to see that raw, powerful beauty and to feel the energy for yourself um, without all of the distraction of all the energies that we create is um, it's really something spectacular. So I 
anyone who has the opportunity to go backpacking out somewhere really remote and look up at the sky, that's something you'll never forget. You know, and now it just became really clear why this dialogue has gone down the way that it has. Uh, so like, look at the beauty that's all around us, all this magic that is around us that we don't see because of our thought pollution, because of our emotion pollution, because of our choice pollution, choosing things that are opposite of what we really would consciously choose. And those, those filters and those pollutions, we have direct control over. So like, what magic could we create if we were to really uh -oh. take a look? Uh-oh. No, oh, you you had frozen and you weren't. <laughs> you well, your audio. I got I got a I got to confess though. The other day on a stream, I uh, I I did like a freeze on purpose to mess with somebody, and I've done that to you a couple times. Or I'll just be like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh no, hang frozen. Then I'm just like, right. <laughs> how shamans uh, prank each other. But, but really, like, what what can we actually do uh, through our own actions that would minimize the filters and pollution that we're looking at our reality with that would really provide these amazing opportunities to connect with the magic around us and start creating. I, I can't remember what spiritual teacher it was that I was talking to. Um, and they said there's uh, there's a saying that every interaction between two human beings is a sacred experience. And they amended it by saying every interaction between human beings has the potential to be a sacred experience. And he elaborated to say that when we're fully present, and we're experiencing that person without any of the mental filters, without any judgments, without any conceptions about them, um, then just the interaction between two human beings is incredibly a powerful, sacred experience. But you know, when we meet people, who the you know, say for example, you're going to check out at the, at the grocery store, you know, you have the filter of like, oh, cashier, right? Oh, they're just here to help me check out. Like, or whatever, you get these mental filters, so you don't really see that person, right? Um, but even that small interaction can really be a powerful, sacred experience if you fully show up for it and you really are present with that human being. Now, maybe they're not going to be present <laughs> right along with you because they're doing their job or whatever. But, um, but but it starts with you. And a lot of times just being in that space and really being present, uh, people, people, whether they're conscious of it or not, uh, that part of them that is that, um, like recognizes that and they feel that and it really starts to shift people. Right. And if you're really aware, and granted, everybody's not necessarily looking to facilitate energy work with people and things like that, but have you ever been to a, a, a store where the clerk just had a really rough encounter with the client or customer in front of you? And you could you just know that they're, they were just kind of beat up energetically. And then you come up and you just like open up your energy field and you say, oh my gosh, uh, how this is an amazing, you know, whatever question you want to pose. And you just start allowing the energy to flow off of them and circulate or however you do it. And you can just see everything just shift in them. So like, if you're really showing up in the present, whether, you know, not necessarily energy work, but like, if you just acknowledge them as a, an actual divine being, it can really shift them from the experience they just had into a new possibility, just because you were paying attention instead of going up and not even looking them in the eye, going through the transaction and being gone with Without really making a connection with another aspect of divinity, so that this is why um, this is why I do what I do, uh, and why I'm never going to get sick of it um, is that I will have people come in for shamanic healing or um, massage, which is usually turns into shamanic healing <laughs> anyway, or or they come to me for shamanic journeying or whatever it is. But I can't tell you how many people walk through the door, walk in to get the session. How are you feeling? Oh, you know, like I'm in pain, and then this happened, and you know, so I'm really stressed out because of work, and it's just been a crazy week, and well, and you know, not in a joyful, <laughs> happy state at all, and just being present with that person and allowing the energies that want to run to run, 
Um, like it's amazing in just a short period of time, how uh, that person walking out, like, how are you feeling now? Huge smile on their face. They're like, I feel amazing. Like I'm ready to go and take on the day. And um, just that shift um, uh, that I see in people is so incredibly fulfilling. Uh, but again, you don't have to be a massage therapist. You don't have to be a shamanic healer. Um, just anyone being really present with people and um, and just doing your best to shine your own light in whatever way that that you can in the moment. Um, yeah, and oh, Lalunas, on top of a couple of this, I say compassionate listening. Yeah, sometimes really just being present and listening to a person can, can totally shift the energy. And um, I know like a, a couple of times, well, not a couple of times, many times this has happened where I've been talking to a friend, family member, or even just a stranger. And um, uh, I'm with that person and we start talking, you know, how you doing? Oh, you know, it's all right. And, blah, blah. and then they start to talk about, well, oh, this has been really bothering me. And then I've had people come to the point where like they start to spill out all this stuff. And then um, like, they're really like almost like at the verge of tears. And I just am just present with the person. Most of the time I don't even say anything. I just sit there and I'm fully present and, and I'm not, and I'm not judging anything that they're saying. There's no internal judgment, no thought, not thinking about it, just fully there as that presence. And you'll watch as people go from like that and like they get out whatever release and then they stop and they're just like, they'll thank you. Like, thank you. I feel so much better. And really like you didn't do anything, but you did. <laughs> you held right. the space. Well, <laughs> and you said something great there that you said that you didn't say anything because one thing that happens when someone does start to word vomit like that or whatever you want to call it, uh, sometimes the inclination is, oh, that's terrible. Or they start to align and agree with wherever the person is. And that actually can solidify what their experience is. But when you're present and you just let them let that energy move, now it created a whole different possibility where they actually moved through it. They were to the point of tears because they were releasing. But if you cemented it in by saying, oh, that's terrible. That shouldn't happen to you. Like that's kind of reinforcing the victim mentality. So a little uh, caveat to be mindful of when people are sharing in that way. Sometimes no words is, are the best words for things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I always look for, well, I know there's a certain moment that comes with some people where they do start to open up like that, where um, sometimes I'll just open up my arms for a hug, right? Because I know in that person, like in that moment, that person really, really needs that. And some people like may or may not be open to it, but the people that like are like recognize, like, yeah, I do need a hug right now. Just no words, just, just an embrace can be so powerfully healing for that person. And we all have the ability to hug each other, right? Arms, I guess. You have the ability to be hugged by the spirit world too. There was one story when my wife's grandfather had passed and we had gone to the cemetery on a, a following visit to Germany and we were walking away from the gravestone. I'm, I was just saying, well, you know, you could all, your grandpa's still there, just hold out your hand and he'll take it right now. And she did that and she could actually feel somebody like take your hand so no like loved ones in spirit if you're open to receiving the embrace and the support that you can receive that too that's um just the mind that limits it hmm. and i know um oh, i've had many experiences like that but um one was um working with a new uh, uh plant spirit that i never worked with not like a psychedelic or anything but um just a new plant medicine that i had never um, used before and sometimes using a new plant medicine, I get a little um, like nervous about because I don't know how it's going to react with me. So I'm the kind of person where sometimes I drink like really strong chamomile tea and I'm like in a different kind of state, like not okay to try. So very sensitive to plant medicine. And so I'd use this plant and I was like, a little like worried about it. But then I literally felt the spirit of that plant come up behind me, 
put their arms around me and just like hug me. And uh, they uh, energetically said to me like, you know, like, oh, it's all right. Just just like release. It's, you're here, like you're loved. And um, but I could feel this like very tangible embrace. And I just oh, like I just kind of melted into that. And um, uh, and I this was the point I hadn't like physiologically had not been anywhere near long enough for this plant to have even made it into my system. Uh, so that was just the energy, the spirit of the plant coming and, and doing that to help calm me down and open up the space for the experience. Um, but again, that can happen with anyone. We all have guides. We all, have, I mean, in some form, some of us have guardian angels. We have ancestors animal spirits, plant spirits, star beings, elemental beings, all kinds of beings uh, uh, with us that are here to help us um, or just comfort us, you know. Uh, your guides would love to hug you <laughs> if you ask for it. They, they would love to comfort you. Um, so, um, yeah, just ask. Ask and then receive. Mm -hmm. Ask and you shall receive. Right. Oh, so, uh, analogy is popping up for me, kind of a separate topic, I guess, in a sense. I was listening to um, CWG book four, Awaken the Species, and they gave this wonderful example about how intention drives it all. And they say, if you just get in your car and you start driving with no intention, you're just driving and you're just all over the place with no real destination in mind. But once you have an intention of where you're going, now getting from point A to point B is just a matter of a few turns and choices. And the more awake and aware you are, so like that, now you set your intention for whatever you're choosing, if you want to tap into your spirit guides or whatever the case is, and then you follow your knowing of which way feels lightest to go. Do I turn left here? Do I turn right here? Do I take the shortcut? Do I take the freeway? And just, you know, as an analogy, that is uh, the choices that get you from point A to point B. And when you're doing that with the universe, it's like having GPS versus a paper map, <laughs> you know? And uh, so you really set your intention and then make the choices. Cause if you're trying to go to California, but you turn the wrong way and go to New York, well, your choice is taking the opposite of what you're actually looking to do. So you want to align all your choices with the intention that you've set. And that creates a congruency where you just kind of speed along to whatever it is that you're looking to manifest and actualize. I don't know. That just really popped up for me to share. So I wanted to give that, no, I love I, that analogy. I know, I, I know a, a number of people who are, for example, interested in um, pursuing, uh, like they, they just want to connect more spiritually or something. They know they want to do more with the spiritual side of their life. And, um, and these people like really say like, yeah, I really want to start focusing on it, doing it. And then um, I hear some of, and, th and this is just a few people that I know that are kind of coming into my mind, but then they say that and then it's like, okay, well, you know, uh, like what have you been working on? Like, oh, I don't know. You know, maybe like meditation or working with crystals or this, I don't know. You know? <laughs> but they don't really have a clear picture. They just know like, I want to be spiritual. They don't have anything like decided on like what they actually want to do in this moment. Whereas if that person decides like, all right, I'm going to communicate with my spirit guides. Okay, well, here's a way you can do that. And then boom, do that. Okay. And then either go deeper into that or move on to something else. But it's people that have these kind of like ambiguous goals of like, I just generally want this <laughs> you know? yeah so they get in the car but they never even pull out of the driveway <laughs> they're just sitting there Either that, or, they, or, they, or they, they start to drive and they're just kind of, like you said just aimlessly like i don't know where i'm going <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm going somewhere I don't know where. um but yeah uh so and, and uh we've talked about that a few times when it comes to actualization whether you're looking to connect more spiritually or manifest financial abundance or a relationship or whatever be clear to the universe about you what you want um and i come across this in in healing and the readings that i do also where um 
how to put it. Um, like when people come for, uh, say like massage or shamanic healing, say it's like physical pain they're looking to have worked on. All right, what are we, I ask people, what are we looking to accomplish today? And, um, you know, sometimes people go, ah, you know, I don't know, I'm just kind of like all over. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, and it's, well, then I'll, and then I'll ask you, okay, well, is there anywhere that you're hurting? Yeah. Okay. Well, where? Um, you know, my back and my shoulders and that. All right. Well, what is the worst right now? And they really have to think about that. They go, you know, kind of, uh, well, you know, my back on the left side there, it kind of hurts. Okay. Can we take uh, your hand, put your hand over the spot that feels the worst? Yeah. Yeah. I guess right here. Okay. Can we take two fingers? So I get people to go more and more specific to find the exact spot. And, and, and oftentimes just bringing the attention to find out what it is that we're looking to change. Um, really shifts the energy about how into how quickly we can start to change that. Um, uh, but yeah, we have to have a, a clear uh, vision of what we're looking to accomplish, be it with healing or readings or like uh, manifesting, whatever. Um, if you have a clear uh, image of what it is you're looking to actualize, what you're looking to change, um, the change will come so much more quickly. It's, I think, the difference between um, like... I don't know how to put it, like turning on the uh, like a, a lamp in the room that just kind of generally lights everything up or having like a laser pointer to like just focus in on like, that's what I want right there. Yeah. And with access, like you would set a target. And then the question you would ask is, what could I be and do to facilitate actualizing this instantly with ease? And then from that question, you follow the energy. And that's where the GPS starts in. And you're like, oh, I'm going to turn left here. I'm going to turn right here. I'm going to engage this being a light and receive from it. And you just can start to go through the process and keep consistent with the question and the choice. And you get there. It's kind of like that rowboat example I gave a couple episodes back, you like say that your intention of the universe and the universe starts rowing on their side, but you don't put your oar in the water. All you do is go to circle and you stay put. But once you actually start doing your own part by making the choices and really tuning in and what could create change, now you got good orderly direction. God, that's an acronym, good orderly direction. And and, and then you, uh, yeah, but the ego can screw you up because that's edging God out. You know, I'm an acronym nerd. So I'm <laughs> just throwing more out. Uh, we have Luna that was, I believe she's talking about the distinction between actual and manifestation, but she writes, I love the distinction. I've studied all my life, yet what feels light? Oh, or maybe maybe it's light and heavy. You can elaborate, Luna. Uh, Lalu, I think Lauren, I was mispronouncing Lauren, your name. There we go. I, Casey's way better with pronouncing names, which is ironic because I've been the phone jockey for 10 years. But anyway, <laughs> but I've, I've known Ryan Dean, his groups, and many others. Still, that term is helpful. A mindful choice, what is light? And uh, heavy and light has been around as a tool since um, the original shamanic tradition of uh, Peru. Well, actually, I shouldn't use the word shaman in that. The nature mystic tradition of uh, the Caro Indians of Peru. They have hucha and sami. And based on where, where you're at, you choose what feels light to you, the sami. And it just, um, it, it was Luna. Cool. So I wasn't totally butchering the name. I had it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mindfulness focus, what feels light. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and if anybody else has comments or questions, anything you'd like us yeah. to elaborate on? Now, now uh, we get a couple people watching and commenting. What do you guys want to hear us talk about? Luna, Linda, I see both of you have been kind of commenting throughout. What, uh, Where do you guys want us to go with this? Anything on your guys' mind spiritually um, uh, or physically, whatever? Um, any could be anything. 
anything. Yeah, let us know. And we would love to talk about what you guys want to hear about. Yeah. And while we give them a second to uh, comment, if anybody wants to, I believe on Tuesday next week, in case you're welcome to hop in on this as well, uh, Sean Phillips, who's a HHH affiliate, and I are going to be doing kind of a book discussion group around book four, Awaken the Species. So we're um, I'm on chapter six right now. I think Sean is on chapter three. You don't even have to technically read the book to show up and uh, receive and be part of the conversation, but we're going to be kind of dissecting that book and going through it. So if that feels light to anyone, you're welcome to join us. Our first one's going to be Tuesday. We're going to officially announce it here shortly, and we're, we're going to be going through that book because it's so timely. I can't even tell you how much this book is literally, if I still had hair, it would have been blown back. All right. <laughs> That's how great this book is. <laughs> and something but, uh, we're both very, very excited about it uh, next Wednesday at 11 a.m., we are doing our first um, group, well, not first, first official group healing uh, session. Um, oh, look at that. I just said that. And then Luna comes in and says, I missed your shamanic healing yesterday. I wonder if you choose to repeat. See, I'm <laughs> I'm a psychic. Uh, I, I, I know these things. <laughs> You're going to freak people out, man. Stop doing that. <laughs> so, um, uh, no, so, yes, uh, this coming um, uh, Wednesday at... Uh, 11 a.m. We are going to be together in person um, at uh, Holistic Health and Healing Center. We'll have crystal bowls set up, all kinds of fun sound toys, and we're going to uh, do a group shamanic healing session for whoever wants to join um, as like a live thing. And um, you can pre-register if you want. Uh, there's no cost to do it. Um, we have uh, sort of like if you want to make a contribution, that's the thing you can do that's optional. But if you pre-register, then we'll kind of include you a little more uh, personally into the ceremony. Right. We'll actually call the, um, like, specifically call in your katari, your own unique voice in this world, as part of the opening ceremony if you pre-registered, because I'll have a list and I'll go through them and call them in. Can't promise I'll pronounce your name correctly, but I will call them in. I'll probably just use first names um, when we do that. Uh, but if you'd like to do that, there is an event. If you go to the Stir Crazy Shaman's Facebook page, and I'm going to grab the link and post it. We posted it as an event, and there's a link that takes you to like a registration page. And from that page, you just um, you just register and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. And even if you're not going to be on it live, you can still register for it. And energetically, we're calling you into the space. And if you don't register, it doesn't mean you can't show up and be part of it either. So this is just a way to, you know, we can more personalize it um, in a very easy way by having this registration page. And I'm almost scared to get the link. And then uh, another thing I'm going to be doing, so I was doing for all you who caught on uh, Shaman's Way um, YouTube channel, I was doing these uh, almost every day, uh, like uh, spirit guide reading sessions. I would do these mini sessions. So uh, I'm going to be going back, but not doing spirit guide readings. Now I'm going to be doing mini shamanic healing sessions. Um, and I'm going to do live streams doing that. Um, so that'll be a, a, a really fun thing. I'm really excited. I think I'm going to do one later today. I just don't know if I'm going to wait for my new camera to show up. That'll be a little higher quality or if I'm just going to do it with this one. But let's see how excited <laughs> I am. Yeah. And I just posted the link. And then the, another thing that we're going to be doing in the not too distant future is on the website, we're going to have a certain time set up where if you want a healing session, um, either virtually or in person, uh, for both of us or one of us, we're going to have all that on the website. We'll use holistic health and healing, um, my office or whatnot, with all the fun sound toys. So if you want to have a personal one-on-one uh, -on -one healing virtually or um, or in person, you can get that as a combination of Casey and I working together or just one of us, whatever is lightest to you. All that is coming very soon. So I'm very excited of, about that. 
Ernie commented and said, a friend is healing her legs after a bad fall. How can she accelerate her healing? Been three weeks so far. So uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. First off, I'm going to say that um, shamanic healing, uh, basically when we have an injury like that, there's the physical pain, the physiological injury. Uh, and then because of that, we tend to react by generating sort of mental, emotional suffering around it. And that creates hucha, this heaviness around the um, around the injury and that slows down the flow of this light energy that creates the healing. So that greatly slows down the healing process. So by removing that heaviness, that hucha, we increase the flow of light energy that accelerates the healing. So um, obviously coming for a shamanic healing session can clear all that out and can greatly accelerate the healing process. Um, but you don't have to go to a shamanic healer. That's an option if you really want to sort of accelerate things in a very focused way. Uh, but you can also have equally profound, powerful results by asking your spirit guides to work on you. Uh, we all have them. If we're open and willing to receive the healing, um, all you need to do is ask for it. Ask your spirit guides. I really want, need help clearing out the energy. You know, what can we do right now in this moment to clear away as much of that heaviness to speed up the healing and facilitate the perfect healing of my legs? And um, just being in a really receptive state after that and perceiving all the subtle changes that happen, that can make an enormous difference. And another thing that could help along with that, um, specifically in Access, there is a, a process called the uh, thymus exercise. And it is, they say that the thymus is the seed of the soul. And this is one reason when you look at a lot of the old cathedral pictures and things, you see these beams of light coming out. It was actually coming from the thymus, not the heart that would be off center a little bit. So the idea with the thymus exercise is you start six distinct flows of energy. And so what you would do is, and it's always from source, through the thymus and back to source. So it's in through the feet, through the thymus out the head, in the from the head, through the thymus out the feet, in the feet, through the thymus out the hands, in the hands, through the thymus out the feet, in the left foot, through the thymus out the right hand, from the uh, other foot, through the thymus out the left hand. And you allow all six of those flows to happen at the same time. And what it does is it helps the body and the being to come together a little bit more in congruency. And the benefit then is one, uh, healing and things like that. But two, it helps you get in tune with the body to then be able to ask the body and receive more easily the response. Hey body, what would you like? What would facilitate the healing for you? Because a lot of us have lost touch that the body and the being are two separate things. And by doing an exercise like that and they come a little bit closer, we can communicate with it a little bit more. That's one of the reasons I want plant-based for the most part, because I started asking my body, body, what would you like? So even asking the body, body, what would you, what would facilitate healing in my legs? What if it's like, hey, I need turmeric. I need turmeric because it's anti-inflammatory. Like maybe it's not going to tell you the reason it needs it, but you might have an inspiration that turmeric might help uh, facilitate that. And so that would be a, a great complement to whatever else that uh, she's doing for healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the body is, like you said, we, speaking of GPS systems, like you mentioned earlier, <laughs> We have this incredible guidance system built into our bodies and our bodies will tell us what they, what we need for healing, what we need to feel more peaceful. Um, you know, our, our, if you really tune in and listen, the body is communicating with you all the time. Yeah. And just going back to the group session next week, Mike was asking, walk in, welcome. This was intended more for just a live stream. I will talk to Casey. What do you think? Are we would be able to have, I would, I would, what about having people live there at the event? Would that be a possibility for people who are local or should we keep it more virtual this time? If I, you have a thought on it. So I have a couple of thoughts on that one. I would really like to have people live for it. Um, but uh, also I have this other idea. So I'm going to talk about this now. Also, we got a good number of people listening and interacting. It looks like right now. 
So I think a good time to talk about it. We are thinking of um, another thing. I haven't, I haven't really heard Hank's opinion on it yet, I don't think. But what oh, I boy. want to do is um, set up uh, like like a meetup thing. There's like meetup.com where you get you meet up at places and, and do things anyway. But I want to have a group get together at like the beach or somewhere in like uh, the metro parks and just do a group um, healing session out in nature. Um, uh, and so that might not be something we like live stream, but that could be a separate thing that we do. And I think, um, all we would really ask it, I don't know, we will talk about how we're going to do it, but we were thinking of either, um, like we would have just like a, a basic charge, like not, you know, however much we would charge to be a part of it. And then you all get to be a part of it. And then uh, the other thing we were thinking of is just asking people to allow us to, um, film it. Um, because we really want to show the world um, how incredible and how powerful and how very, very real um, energy healing and shamanic healing is. Um, so we want to get, uh, we want to kind of start to normalize it, right? We want people to see like video and like, hey, it's no big deal to film this and show that this is a real thing. Uh, we really want uh, that to be just something that's really out there for um, for uh, everyone who is open to receiving it. So um, anyway, the gist of it is keep, uh, keep tuned in to the show. Keep tuned into Stir Crazy Shaman's Facebook page, um, and we will maybe posting uh, events where we have like meetups uh, at different times throughout the year um, out in nature for like group shamanic healing sessions. Right. Well, and it's interesting. I have uh, I'm a member of Meetup already. I, I run three different groups, and there was one group I was going to retire and repurpose, so that could become Stir Crazy Shamans if we wanted to. And we already have the the Meetup group. It was formerly the Conversations with God discussion group, and it's like I already post that on the center site, so like I don't really need to post it in two places. So maybe that could be it, and we can start having for the local peeps, especially that you know, if you want to meet up locally, here is the Meetup where we're going to post everything and that could be a real reality for us very quickly we could pull that off in a week yes that's what i was thinking let's do it <laughs> yeah. everybody so, uh, who wants that say you say yes in the comments right <laughs> right let us know um yeah i think that'd be i think that'd be really really cool um i'm trying to think of where else oh uh yeah so so we're gonna do both we'll have uh, virtual, um, uh, you know, uh, group healing sessions, and then we will have in-person healing sessions as well. And I have this cool idea too, um, sort of inspired by some of these videos I've been watching uh, on YouTube. But um, if we did, when when we do one of these uh, uh, group uh, healing sessions, say we're like at the beach doing this, we'll do a group healing session sort of for everyone, and then like I'll call up or me and Hank both will call up people and say like, all right, who's got like a really particularly painful spot in the body and then, or like something stuck emotionally or whatever it is. And then we'll call the people um, like up to be like, have, an, have a one-on-one -on -one session and we'll just do a few of those and uh, like just work to like really focused in and like really like clear whatever that is. And I love doing it out in nature. The videos Casey was sending me, there was this guy like walking through the mall, like going up to like um, just random people and like working with back pain or uh, knee pain and all this kind of thing. And just kind of having it a little bit more structured with the, with, with between the meetup and nature just feels really good. And I think Jen, uh, he was saying, you absolutely will be successful with that. It is in the cards. Absolutely. Yes. Bernie says, great idea. And um, Mike says, also Watkins, laugh out loud. Oh, are you making a joke, Michael, about Watkins? Yes, Watkins are, of course, welcome. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a a Watkins is a, a, 
a when a different being is driving oh, the body than what the original okay. occupant was. That the loose term for that is walk-ins, and I think okay. he's making a joke. Walk-ins <laughs> yeah. are people too, though. I'm a walk-in. I'm all good. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but and, and but anyway, that gets uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. But yeah, if you're a, if you're a walk-in or the original occupant in the body, either of you are welcome at these events. Well, I just got right, it looks a little dark over there. There we go. I see oh, yeah. I switched, I switched my screens for a second. Someone sent me a message. <laughs> it was Mike. Mike sent me a message. Mike, I'm going to read your message in a minute. Um, I, I saw you sent me a message on Facebook. I didn't get to read all of it. So I'll read that in a second when we stop the broadcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, which reminds me, um, while we mentioned messages at different places, if you're watching this on Shaman's Way, Holistic Health and Healing, or Sonic Shaman, uh, we are streaming to that a different way and we do not see the comments real time in studio. So if you're commenting there, it's not that we're trying to ignore you, uh, but if you go to the YouTube page, we can uh, see your comments. So again, we're not trying to ignore anyone, but we, we want to stream to many places, but a, a caveat of that is the way we're doing it. We can't read it. Or if you go to stircrazyshamans.com, which I just put the little banner up, uh, we have the YouTube video embedded there along with a comment feed and that works on desktop and some mobile, uh, some devices you'll have to go to the YouTube feed. It won't work through the website for some reason, working on that. But um, everything's on the website, by the way. All the videos, audios are a little bit further behind, but all the content for Stir Crazy Shamans is on our, our own website now. So you can go to there for everything. How cool is that? Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then John says, grounding with nature and being one with source healing, a small collective can make an impact that will be felt in the moment from afar. Absolutely. There have been... Um, oh, and real quick, I just wanted to pull this up. Carol says, I have a question on death. Go ahead and uh, type it in, and we'll talk. We'll talk on it. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, but going back to this one for the moment, um, yeah, uh, they have done studies where they have had um, groups of people get together to uh, meditate and focus on peace, and they've done it in like say, um, like really cities where there's a lot of violence, uh, like 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 mm -hmm. a street crime and things like that. And um, they, they, they'll get like a thousand people all together in like a huge space and just um, have them all meditate, focusing on peace. And like in like the day that they do that, and even in like the following weeks, there's like this dip in like how much uh, violence happens, like just like really just like plummets. And that's just literally without, they're not putting the message out there. They're not recording it or anything. It's literally just putting the energy out mm -hmm. there. Like has a huge effect on the on the surrounding area and this, the collective um, conscious uh, of a people. There's a really old book called The Hundredth Monkey, which talks a little bit about that. And they refer to it as, I believe, the Maharishi effect, where, um, well, that's one of the examples where it, like a small pocket of focused intention or of awareness in the species, once you reach a certain number, it, it exudes out to other members of the species. So like the more people that can come together with a combined focus and intention, you can really shift things very quickly, like the, as, as the example with the meditation, or th there's a lot of other examples. But the idea is if 1% of the species, which is not that much, right? 1% of the species could all have one common awareness, that awareness would shift and jump to the rest of the species. So 1% of humanity becoming truly awakened and knowing that they're awake could change our entire reality for the, everything that we think we know about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And we got a whole bunch of unicorns, 100 unicorns from Mike uh, about the Maharishi effect. Yeah. So like if everybody could do your part, 
um, in, in the book four, it was saying the fastest way to become awakened is to cause another to become awakened. Whatever you're looking to actualize in your life, if you cause another to have that energetically, you're acknowledging that you have it to give. So therefore you have it already. So if you can all do your part to just awaken one person, give somebody a tool, anything to help them become awake, that exponentially increases how quickly you become awake. And if you do something that affects the lives of 100 people to help 100 people become awake, then you get the multiplier effect. And that's what this show is about, really. I mean, we it started as an inspiration kind of a goof of saying we're going to create lightness in people's lives and all that. But um, we've gotten so many messages of how people's lives have shifted and changed and all this stuff. So putting this message out there and just being present for questions, whatever's on people's minds, exponentially ripples out and is helping us awaken as a species. So do your part if you'd like. You don't have to. There's no have tos. All right. I think we got the question now, too. Yeah. So let's pull that one up first. Well, real quick, does this, well, no, we'll save that because it's a little later. So we'll save that for afterward. Um, uh, my husband passed away suddenly three weeks ago. I believe in his spirit and soul. I'm wondering, could I possibly feel him now? Or does he have to do his journey before I hear from him? So um, how to put it? Uh, in my experience, just my, uh, I have memory of like passing on and, um, and like reincarnating and all of that. And there is a process uh, that, uh, that certain spirits have to kind of go through um, in order to, I don't know, um, there's like certain like just just cleansings and like reconnections that ha that happen, uh, but three weeks I wouldn't imagine m most spiritual beings needing to take that long to do that. At that point, um, I think yeah, you you, you can communicate with them, um, and uh, again, really, it's what are you willing to receive, um, and that person uh, absolutely still exists in spirit. Uh, they are not dead. They didn't die. Uh, they just shed the physical shell. They are still fully alive. They even have a body still, um, multiple bodies that they're able to function in. Um, but when you are calling in to work with uh, your husband that passed away, I don't, that's, I don't like the way of saying that, work with. When you're calling in to have an experience of communicating with and being with your husband who is no longer physical, um, make sure that you're calling in uh, the highest vibration of his spirit that you can. Um, because there, we, we exist on multiple levels, especially all the time, but when we pass on, especially, um, and you may be calling in sort of like the astral level, um, of your husband. And that is basically going to have like the same personality and everything of, um, of the husband in your, um, physical life. And if that's who you want to communicate with, that's wonderful. But there's also, um, a, a version of your husband's spirit that is a little higher to source and is, um, a little freer from the, from like the, uh, imprint of the human experience and ego. And so, um, you may have like much more clear, powerful communication coming through if you communicate at that sort of higher level with him. Right. And I have a great example that I had someone come for a session that they wanted to know if their grandfather would approve of their boyfriend because they could not marry anybody who their grandfather didn't approve of. And the way that my training was, I went to a Fellowships of the Spirit in Lilydale, New York, which is one of the biggest spiritual communities. And uh, they would teach you always go to source for the message and then reinforce with spirit. And the message from source was, that's her soulmate. Absolutely. This is who she's going to be with. Right. But when grandpa came through, he's like, now, 
<laughs> no, you know, it's like he, she, he's not he's not the one. And what I found was I was tapping into astral level grandpa who when he was here on the physical plane, nobody would have been good enough for her tap into a uh, spiritual level grandpa. He would say, yes, that's your soulmate. Go for it. So the quality of information, it could be accurate information from the point of view of that level of consciousness, but you get a much lighter vibration, the higher. And I use that term loosely higher, the, depending on which level of your husband you tap into. Then there's an amazing book uh, also by Neil Donald Walsh called Home with God, A Life That Never Ends that really shifts your perception on what death is. They actually, in that book, they call it the continuation day because nothing is really ending. You're continuing. I on. like that a lot, the continuation yeah. day. Yeah, happy I continuation really like day. You, you celebrate it because it's <laughs> the continuation of consciousness from one form into another and relationships yeah. never end. They merely change form and as an empath, it's probably taking longer to calibrate your sensors to pick up the new ways that you can communicate with your husband. In, in, in truth, since time is all instantaneous, the moment that it happened, uh, you could have communicated with them. But we sometimes need to take a little time to calibrate and figure out, okay, how do I need to tune in in order to receive the new dialogue that exists between my husband and I? I have uh, two friends who in the past uh, couple of years, have uh, one friend lost their mother and another friend lost uh, a really close like uh, friend of theirs and uh, not lost they passed on physically there was their continuation day continuation. <laughs> and um um and both of these people separate people don't they don't know each other they're not friend they're my friend but they're not they don't know each other and uh, both of them said and they're more a little more tapped in and sensitive and and focused on the spiritual both of them said with these people that they have a much more beautiful, close relationship with that person after they shed the physical shell. Um, like beforehand, there were all kinds of problems, like the ego got in the way they were suffering in their life and they realized they were kind of growing further apart because of the choices they were making. And then these people passed on and realizing that, you know, not all of that was just the physical and they're an infinite being, then communicating with that person's spirit, it's like their relationship not only didn't end, but it became so much more dynamic, so much more mm -hmm. beautiful and powerful and loving. Um, so yeah, uh, death is not an end. It is a continuation. Right. And the other thing that I, um, when I, my grandfather passed, I actually did the funeral service for it. And one of the passages I read is as we uh, see the soul going over the horizon as a ship sailing off into the distance and we say, there she goes, there are other beings, including ourselves, because we exist in these other places also. So in a way, as your husband was going over the horizon, an aspect of you was on the other side welcoming him. And so there truly is no, we have the perception of separation, but in no moment are we separate from the loved ones who have passed because we greeted them on the other side. And once when they're close to that and they see the people, including the loved ones that they're leaving, they see that aspect of them, they're welcoming them. It makes it so much easier for them to go because they realize that it's just a continuation and there is no, there is now yeah, you got the energy from that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there, is, there is no true separation with any of that. It's just a matter of perception. And the more open-minded you can be with your point of view around that, the more and greater possibilities you could have around experiencing things like that. So awesome. Great question. Thank you for asking that yeah. and bringing it, bringing it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. We really encourage all of these questions. So we, we, um, yeah, so. that's where the gold is. When you guys yeah. contribute a question, that's where it sparks and then uh, magic happens because whatever happens to come through us or whatnot in that moment. Cool. And uh, get, this is kind of talking about the Maharishi effect, going back to it. Ernie was saying, Greg Braden, who's a spiritual um, 
speaker, uh, says that the square root of 1% of a population can change the community. That's about 20,000 people can change the world, needs to be focused concentration. Yeah, because there's um, individual consciousness, there's community consciousness, collective country consciousness, even state consciousness. There's like the different elements of group consciousness that if you can just do it to shift your one community, then, and that actually, that was in, what book was I reading? That was in Conversations with God, book three, I believe. We just read it um, in our past book discussion group, but it was talking about if you just change the community and then the community, it starts a ripple effect. So if you can just be the change for the small group of people around you and that small group's consciousness could then change the effect of the next group and the next group and the next group, that's where really just one person can be the shift and the difference if you're willing to step into that. I know I've seen, uh, I mean, my life is completely transformed in terms of the people that are really a part of my life. Um, how to put it, um, when I first started to get into um, this kind of work and I first had my awakening, um, like I was really, like I, I was afraid to talk to anyone because I didn't know anyone else who had any experience with any of this stuff. So I like never would talk about it. And um, uh, so I kind of like just kept it to myself for a long time. And then slow, like I like remember, I'll never forget when I first met someone who was also like aware of all of this stuff. That was a life changing experience in and of itself. Um, but then um, uh, throughout the years, I've sort of decided, you know what? No, this is who I am. You know, I uh, like I'm very like I, I I know what I know. I am who I am. So I'm going to be me. I'm going to allow myself to be who I am. And uh, so um, just going around and doing massage and meeting people and not being afraid. There was even a point in my life when I really had that shift to like, you know, like this is this is who I am, where I would do sort of like what that guy in those videos I was showing Hank did, where I would go up to people like on the like randomly or just friends like, hey, um, is your shoulder kind of hurting you right now? Yeah. How did you know that? I don't know, but let me fix it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I was very, but it just in, in doing all of that, like now more and more people come into my life who um, are very focused on uh, uh, consciousness, spirituality, healing, and all this incredible stuff that we talk about. And then um, meeting Hank has just been amazing. I've connected with so many more people since uh, we started to really connect. So yeah, it's, um, if you, put it out there if you whatever you put out there is what's going to come back so if you're consciously talking about focusing on um light love consciousness peace joy all this stuff all of that's going to come to you in abundance yeah, and every time you make a choice throughout the day whether it's what you're going to eat what you're going to wear what where you're going to go ask does this choice feel like it's going to be a contribution to what this end target of where I'm going. And if you really start making every choice in, in line with what's going to be a contribution to what you're looking to create, then it's going to exponentially, um, just because you're just doing it with your entire being at that point, instead of with 10% of your being and the 90% where you're on autopilot, you're not. So like how much can you really show up and choose everything that's going to support who you're choosing to be in this world? Because once the beingness comes first, and then the universe delivers you opportunities to express that being through doing, but you got to be awake and looking for those opportunities to express that beingness. Otherwise, it passed you by. And the more things you express it, the faster you go down to your end target. And I just wanted to pull these up real quick. Uh, Luna said, when the Dalai Lama visited Maui, a thousand plus meditated on compassion. It was life changing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure well, that was an incredible experience. You know, maybe maybe we're going to have to have a group, a Spirit Crazy Shaman's group meditation experience as well. Maybe that is something in the cards that we can also do. I mean, the, absolutely. Yeah, I guess we're I, I, actually we're officially going to uh, schedule that uh, sometime. 
either the next week or the week after. Well, wait, we're going to have to find more time for doing streams. It sounds like we might be on twice a day soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, Carol, going back to what you were saying about the husband, he was smiling when he went. Yeah, I really think um, a lot of us, when we are at that point where it's time to pass on, um, uh, and I say a lot of us because I've, I've, I've passed on many times. I have memory of doing it. That's the only reason I can say I, I can phrase it like that. Um, but yeah, I know like in the past, um, like in my past lives, there is, just, I sort of come to this, like, <sighs> there's this sense of like, okay, it's like, it's fine. Like it's time to go. And then there is just like a knowing, even if that person was a complete skeptic their whole life. I think when we're finally faced with that for a lot of us, there is a knowing of like, oh, like, wow, like, no, this isn't the end. I'm going on to yeah. something incredible right now. Um, so I just should want to touch on that real quick. And then she said, oh. thank you. And a oh. very light story about that with my other, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you're very welcome. And thank you um, for the question and, and for and for listening. Thank you. Yeah. What I was going to share is when um, my wife's other grandfather, when he was ready to pass, he literally passed as we were leaving the house. Like we had gone there, we were spending time with family. Uh, he was in the room. And as we went in, he like to say goodbye, he literally passed in the moment when we came in. And then, so everybody's in the room, everybody's crying, except for my son, Max, who um, I'm holding. And I have the awareness that her grandpa is like, energetically like below his body and he's popping out going peekaboo like in german of course like whatever they but energetically he was just kind of like playing with my son max you could see it and max is just laughing and laughing and then as the people are crying they hear this kid just laughing and in a way uh in hindsight now this is coming to me for the first time actually it, it felt like that was her grandfather's way to create lightness around him going is to have this joyful little interactive play and bringing laughter to the experience because i you know, it probably really helped everybody to to not be in the space of grieving to see that life continues, even in this way that as he was leaving, there was a new life coming into the world, and this energy is just continuous. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to share that. Oh, I love that. The, the real the real magic of that is two days before he passed, um, energetically he came to me and he he asked me to ask my wife, "Do you want me to pass while you're here in Germany or after you go home?" And she said, "While we're here." And literally, as we went in to say goodbye, that's when he passed. He waited as long as possible and then passed. And we even told her brother, her brother was on the way. We're like, you got to, he's going to go before we leave. You need to come now. Uh, he kind of missed it, but that's okay. But anyway, it's a wonderful story. And um, those things that people just can't unknow, like skeptics, like with my wife, she knows that there's something, she doesn't know what, but something like that, you can't not, not you can't unknow it. And like, you know, there's something more when, when everything just lined up from a time perspective and then the passing and all that good stuff. Great releases. Yes. Oh, that was just referring. I should put the comment up before I read it. <laughs> when he said the great releases. Absolutely. That sounds like you're just having a very like a, an inspiration yeah. spirit or something. Great releases. Mm. Great releases. Yeah, I'm just reading the comment. And Amy um, was just offering that with some great information. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think we're coming up on Instagram TV time where we gotta we gotta cut it. <laughs> yeah, well we don't have to, but that was um, a good, we, very good point though. Yeah, it does seem like a good point. Any uh, well, I guess just in final thoughts, a couple things coming up tonight is the start of the virtual shamanic apprenticeship program. It's still available if you want oh, yeah. to uh, sign up. <laughs> you can go to stircrazyshamans.com. There is a thing that says virtual apprenticeship and it gives you information. And if uh, COVID has impacted you and that feels light to you, but you can't choose it, reach out to me. We've been working as best we can with people with um, how 
the situation in the world has impacted them. But that's 20 weeks completely virtual. Um, and then there's an option to do some in-person training too for some of the initiations. So that there's that tonight. Um, so if you're a last minute chooser, you haven't waited too long yet. And then next week we will have the uh, group healing on Wednesday. And let's see, what, there's something else I'm forgetting, I think. I feel like there oh, is too. Coming up, oh, Sunday, if you want to tune into the um, Facebook page of, of Fellowships of the Spirit, I was asked to do the fireside chat for Fellowships of the Spirit in the Lidale, New York. So it's going to be like a 15-minute inspirational talk that I'll be doing on Sunday. So if you want to tune in on that, that will be at Fellowships of the Spirit's Facebook page. I'm, unfortunately, it's not going to stream any. I'll share it, of course. But um, uh, but if you uh, want to catch it live, it's going to be on the Fellowships uh, Facebook page if you want to catch that. And then later in the month, I am doing... Um, a five-part series. I, I forgot what I even called it. It's about becoming congruent body, mind, spirit, and beyond. It's like a five-part um, video series on Zoom that's uh, sponsored through fellowships as well. In place of my tuning fork class, which is really hard to do via Zoom, mm -hmm. uh, so I had to change it up because I would have to ship like everybody forks and then they would ship them back just so they could practice. So it was like felt more like just to change it up completely. So that's coming up too. Yeah, and then a little on top. So uh, a little reminder that we are, <laughs> I believe, now that I've brought this up and it's out there, um, very soon we'll be doing um, a a group uh, healing like out outdoors. We'll be doing that as a regular thing. So we're gonna start working on that. Just stay tuned to Stir Crazy Shamans, um, and uh, and we'll keep you posted on that. And then on Shamans Way um, Facebook uh, page or, or Shamans Way YouTube channel rather. Um, which is my YouTube channel. If you look up in the corner over here, um, you see Shaman's Way logo. That's the logo to look for when you type in Shaman's Way on YouTube. Um, but I will be um, most likely later today doing a um, live uh, spiritual or a shamanic healing um, session thing where I'm going to call in like individual people and just work on um, like, like focus areas for people. So if you want to be a part of that, um, subscribe to Shaman's Way and uh, you'll get the notification when I go on. Yep, I'm grabbing the link for Shaman's Way real quick if I can to post it. I know I'm coming up on time. How much time are we at? Less than three minutes. Less, okay, three minutes. That's that's plenty of time. Plenty <laughs> of time. I, if it was like 30 seconds, I was going to be like, oh, crap. Go ahead and hit that. No, here we go. <laughs> but here is the link for Shaman's Way if you want to subscribe over there to get those notices. And then for any of you who are local, today is the only day of the week I actually see walk-in clients or clients at all for the most part. Uh, so I'm going to be at Goddess Elite from 4 to 7. And so if you're local and you would like a session, um, I will be there. How does it get any better than that? Right. Uh, and also, uh, speaking of, if you want to see me for shamanic healing as well, I'm now seeing people out of holistic health and healing. Um, and uh, you can go over to, um, how, what is the best way for them to reach out to me right now? You can go to sh shamanswayhealing.com um, or just reach out to me on Shaman's Way on uh, Facebook. Um, on Shaman's Way, the reason I hesitated, shamanswayhealing.com, I have it set up for you to book a virtual session. If you want to see me in person, then we have to kind of talk and coordinate that for now. <laughs> Until right. well, I probably could make an acuity for that, but that's shop talk. We won't bore you yep. with that kind of stuff. <laughs> so anyway, everyone, uh, well, first off, before I start to say thank you, um, subscribe. If you enjoyed this today, um, subscribe to Shamans or Stir Crazy Shamans on YouTube. Hit the notification so you get notified when we go live tomorrow or the next day or however many times a week we do it. And um, thank you for being present. Thank you for your energy and your attention. Thank you. A Nike, a Nike, Nike. See you next time.